Hello, my friends, and welcome back to another episode of The Informed Catholic. All right, for this uh, episode, episode 116, I have a few articles from uh, LifeSite News, and it's about the COVID-19 vaccine. I don't know if any of you are going to take the vaccine. Um, it's your personal choice, I understand. I, my problem is I feel everybody's rushing out. I think there's too much, uh, social pressure to take it. And also there's, I think a lot of, uh, questions that are not being answered. The other day I heard a, um, a podcast with, uh, John Henry Weston and this Dr. Peter Bregans, Bregans, uh, B-R-E-G-G-I-N-S. And it's, it was an interesting podcast. It was one where a lot of questions about Dr. Anthony Fauci. And it seems that Dr. Anthony Fauci knew that there was going to be an outbreak about three or four weeks before Do President Donald Tr Trump took his inauguration. Yeah, you're right. You, you heard correctly. During the early days at the start, right before even Donald Trump be swore or got sworn in and became president of the United States, Dr. Anthony Fauci swore that there was going to be an outbreak. It was almost like he knew, like, <clears throat> he had some private information and it was going to happen. And according to Dr. Peter Bregans, Fauci deceived President Donald Trump. Now, <clears throat> he goes on, Dr. Fauci, and he, even after everyone has received the vaccine, he still claims that we still have to wear a mask. He still says that it's necessary for us to wear a mask, that we have to wear the mask, that we could still spread it. So what's the point of the vaccine? There is so much ridiculous unanswered questions. The Biden administration, unfortunately, needs this this plague to continue, this virus to continue. It's obvious it's used as a social engineering to keep the fear, to keep the level of uncertainty. And they know that, that, you know, the psychological effects it has on people. All right. Well, Let's say uh, a prayer to our, our lady, and then we'll go into the articles in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners now at the hour of our death. Amen. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. All right. Um... I'm going to read Acts chapter 7, verse 51, 8 to 1. Stephen said to the people and the elders and the, scri and the scribes, You stiff-necked people, uncircumcised and hardened ears, you always oppose the Holy Spirit. You are just like your ancestors. Which of the prophets did your ancestors not persecute? They put to death those who foretold the coming of the righteous one whose betrayers and murderers you have now become. You received the law as transmitted by angels, but you did not observe it. When they heard this, they were infuriated, and they ground their teeth at him. But Stephen, filled with the Holy Spirit, looked up intently to heaven and saw the glory of God, and Jesus standing at the right hand of God. And Stephen said, Behold, I see the heavens opened and the Son of Man standing at the right hand of God. But they cried out in a loud voice and covered their ears and rushed upon him to, uh, together. They threw him out of the city 
and began to stone him. The witnesses laid down their cloaks at the feet of a young man named Saul, and they were stoning Stephen, and, called, and he, um, he called out, Lord Jesus, receive my spirit. Then he fell to his knees and cried out in a loud voice, Lord, do not hold this sin against them. And when he said this, he fell asleep. Now Saul was con consenting to his execution. The word of the Lord, thanks be to God. Amen. So, I admit it, I can be extremely annoying sometimes to some of my friends. I, I don't let anything go. And maybe that's a fault in me. Um, I usually want to talk about things. And it usually annoys me when nobody else wants to talk about it. Like, why do we have to continue to wear masks after we have been vaccinated? Right? And why isn't anyone uh, asking questions about this whole COVID-19 vaccine? Why is everybody going along with it? Like, for example... What are the consequences of this vaccine? Even though I know that President Trump did the right thing by pushing to have this COVID-19 vaccine, still, it didn't go through all the legal tests. It didn't go through all the trials. Okay, for example, yes, so far, it's been said that the Moderna and the Pfizer were not made for, from aborted baby cells now uh, that's what the report says but here's the thing the Johnson & Johnson was the only one that was made from aborted baby cells the Pfizer and the Moderna were tested on aborted baby cells the Johnson & Johnson just been removed off the market it's the one shot one and it has been found to cause blood clots. A couple of days ago, I was listening to a podcast with John Henry Weston and Dr. Peter Briggins. Briggins. Um, his last name is spelled B-R-E-G-G-I-N-S. Now, Dr. Fauci made uh took part of some kind of conference and at this conference this was three or four weeks i believe might have been three to four weeks maybe three weeks before president donald trump newly elected before he's taken his oath uh, his inauguration and Fauci testified that he believed that in the days, in the coming days of Trump's administration, that there will be a breakout. Some virus will break out. How did he know this? Where did he get this information from? This is the same Anthony Fauci who later on <clears throat> would be um, recruited by Donald, President Donald Trump as part of his COVID-19 task force. I'm sorry, but this is just too, too close of a coincidence. It's too close of a coincidence. I, it's, it's, you know, to me, the red lights, the red flags are going up. Sirens are going off. And unfortunately, nobody wants to talk about this. Nobody wants to talk about this. What if this COVID-19 causes uh, more autism, more birth defects, the vaccine? What if the vaccine causes sterilization? What if, you know, 
who, how are you going to sue? You can't sue him. You can't sue the companies. They're protected. All right? It, they are protected. If something were to happen to your loved one, who is it? Who, who who steps up to the plate and takes accountability? Who does? No one. Not only that, the Fauci is connected to some powerful, powerful people. Bill Gates is one of them, along with Carl Schwab who put out a book called COVID-19 and the Great Reset. Too many of the big, powerful movers and shakers of the world are involved in this. And we can't talk about it. We're forbidden to. All right. So let's go to our first article. Our first article. And this is something we... All right, this is from Monday, April 19th, 2021. Life News. 5,800 Americans get coronavirus, they get coronavirus after receiving the two doses of vaccines and 74 dead. Approximately 40% of those infected following vaccinations were over 60 years of age and the overall majority, around 65%, were women as of data collected up to April 13th. This is by David McClune. LifeSite News has been uh, permanently banned on YouTube. Okay, so yeah, you can't, you can't, um, <laughs> YouTube is part of the so-called Biden state. It's part of the elitist state, and they don't want people asking questions. They don't want reports like this. All right. April 19th, 2021. <clears throat> Excuse me. After being fully vaccinated against the coronavirus, 5,800 Americans have contracted COVID-19 and 74 have died, according to the to reports and uh, from the U.S. Center for Disease Control and Prevention, the CDC. Around 78 million Americans have already received both doses of Pfizer and or Moderna uh, experimental mRNA therapy, commonly referred to as a coronavirus vaccine or, or a single shot of Johnson & Johnson product. All three vaccines have been brought up, I mean, brought to production with the use of aborted baby fetal cell lines well i was told oh well, i was told that the moderna and pfizer were not so this is interesting all right the 5800 post vaccination instances of infection with the wuhan coronavirus which the cdc calls breakthrough cases resulted in 400 hospitalizations and 74 deaths. Approximately 40% of those infected following vaccination were over 60 years of age, and the overall majority, around 65%, were women. As of data collected up to April 13th, the CDC data on breakthrough cases accounts for those infected 14 days after vaccination and does not include anyone who contracts the virus within a short period following the jab. The CDC statement on break, breakthrough infection follows reports from the Michigan Department of Health and Human Services, which announced at the beginning of April that, uh, that 246 Michigan residents have become infected with the virus despite being fully vaccinated. According to the Detroit News, the so-called breakthrough cases were identified two weeks or later from the date of uh, inoculation. 11 out of 246 identified were hospitalized and three people aged over 65 died. To date, no unexpected patterns 
unexpected patterns have been identified in the case demographics or vaccine characteristics the cdc told the epic times regarding the, the surge in breakthrough cases huh. COVID 19 vaccines are effective and are a critical tool to bring the pandemic under control all of the available vaccines have been proven effective at preventing severe illness hospitalization and deaths however like uh, like is seen with other vaccines, we expect thousands of vaccine breakthrough, breakthrough, breakthrough cases will occur even though the vaccine vaccine working expected. The statement continued. That doesn't sound right there. That doesn't make sense. During a White, a White House press briefing earlier this month, Dr. Anthony Fauci, the director of the National Institute of allergy and infectious diseases told reporters that the important thing is to look at what what the uh, uh, denominator of the vaccine people is because it is very likely and what we're hearing at least indirectly and we're certainly going to be confirming that that number of individuals who were breakthrough infections is not at all incompatible with a 90 plus percent vaccine efficiency uh, effects you know effects <laughs> efficiency i'm sorry so i don't think that the, there needs to be a concern about any shifts or changes in the effects of the vaccine he claimed uh, Ro uh rochelle Wins uh, Wilinski, director of the cdc commented on the breakthrough phenomenon on april 15 hearing asserted that some of these Breakthrough areas, of, of course, are failure of an immune response on, in the host. And then some of them were we were we might be related to a variant that is circulating. So we're looking at both. Fauci suggests that the high number of individuals contracting COVID is result of mostly elderly people, particularly if they are frail and have underlying conditions who might not have responded as well to the vaccine despite over 60 60 accounting for less than half of their breakthrough cases, around 40%. Fauci went on to say that when someone is already elderly and may or may not have underlying conditions, that it is, that it is unfortunate but not surprising that you might have a couple of deaths following vaccination. Well, I, I'm not too sure if i can trust fauci i'm sorry he's you know i think he's too much up there he's too much up there on the on the podium i don't think we hear we need to hear other doctors i need to hear opposing views and i think having him up there only does not uh and the thing is, right away from the beginning, there were a lot of doctors that they silenced. There was a lot of people that they silenced, and there was a, there were some doctors that, uh, like for example, remember the hydroxychloroquine about the, the different medications that were effective. They didn't they didn't want those people up there because simply because they didn't like the fact that they agreed with the president trump but it was it wasn't because the trump i just think we should we need to hear other doctors we need to hear other opposing views valid opposing views okay valid opposing views not just opinions but valid opposing views vouchy vouchy to me is doesn't doesn't give me confidence all right, he doesn't give me confidence. I think Trump made a mistake by uh, investing in him uh, with Bur with Burks. I think he should have had other doctors there, and I think you need you need to have other I would say valid people, people with valid backgrounds, giving their opposing views, valid opposing views. That's what, that's how I feel. All right, let's move on to the next article. Okay, this one, this article is, uh, again, it's from Monday, April 19th, 2021. Latest 
Various data show reports of blood clotting disorders after all three emergency use authorization vaccines. Various data released on Friday showed 795 reports related to blood clotting disorders, with 400 attributed to Pfizer, 337 to Moderna, and 56 to Johnson and Johnson between December 14th, 2020, and April 8th, 2021. Um. This report is from Monday, April 19th, 2021, and it's by Megan Radshaw, J.D. All right. April 19th, 2021. Data released on Friday by the Center for Disease Control and Prevention. The CDC on the number of injuries and death reported to the vaccine adverse event reporting systems. Various following COVID vaccines revealed reports of blood clots and other related blood disorders associated with all three vaccines approved for emergency use authorization in the U.S. Pfizer and Moderna and Johnson & Johnson. Okay, so far, only the Johnson Johnson vaccine has been paused because of blood clot concerns. Various is the primary mechanism for reporting adverse vaccine reactions. In the U.S. reports submitted to various uh, require further investigation before a casual relationship can be confirmed. Every Friday, uh, Various makes a a public all vaccine injury reports received through a specified data, usually about a week prior to the release date. Today's data show that between December 14, 2020 and April 8th, a total of, wow, 68,347 total adverse events were reported to various, including 2,602 deaths, an increase of 260 over the previous week, and 8,285 serious injuries, about 314 since last week. This is interesting. Of the 2,602 deaths reported as of April 8th, 27% occurred within 48 hours of vaccination. 19% occurred within 24 hours, and 41% occurred in people who became ill within 48 hours of being vaccinated. In the U.S., okay, 174.9 million COVID vaccine doses have been administered as of April 8th. This includes 79.6 million doses of Moderna's vaccine, 90.3 million doses of Pfizer, and 4.9 million doses of Johnson Johnson COVID vaccines. This week, various data show that 19% of deaths were related to cardiac disorders. 55% of those who died were male. 43% were female, and the remaining deaths reported did not include gender of the deceased. The average age of those who died was 77 and the youngest deaths was an 18-year-old. There are a few reported deaths in children under 18, but these reports contain, contained errors. Well, I like that. I like how they're doing this here. All right. On, as of April 8th, 408 pregnant women had reported adverse ev- events related to COVID vaccines, including 114 reports of mis carriage or permanent births of the 678 cases of bell's palsy reported uh 59% of cases were reported after pfizer biontech vaccinations 38% following vaccinations with moderna vaccine and 24 cases 4% of bell's palsy were reported with with johnson johnson there were 77 
percent reported uh, 77 reports of um Guillain Barry syndrome with 55% of case attributed to Pfizer, 40% to Moderna, and 10% to Johnson Johnson. There were 20,021 reports of uh, anaphylaxis with 47%. I'm sorry if I pronounced this right. I'll spill it out. A N A P H Y L A X. IS with 47% of cases attributed to Pfizer's vaccine, 46% to Moderna, and 7% to J&J, which is Johnson & Johnson. Reports of blood clotting disorders in various children's health defense quarreled at various data for a series of adverse events associated with the formation of clotting disorders and others related to conditions varies yielded to a total of 795 report for all three vaccines from deaths 14 um sorry december 14th okay 700 795 reports for all three vaccines from uh from december 14th 2020 through april 8th okay so children's health defense quarrel the various data for a series of adverse events associated with the formation of clotting disorders and other rel other related conditions varies yielded to a total of 795 reports for all three vaccines from december 14 2020 through april 8th of the 70 795 cases reported there were 400 reports attributed to pfizer 337 reports with Moderna and 56 reports with Johnson Johnson, far more than the eight Johnson Johnson cases under investigation, including the two additional cases added Wednesday. Huh. As the defender reported today, although the J the Johnson Johnson AstraZeneca COVID nineteen vaccine had been under the microscope for their potential to cause blood clots. Mounting evidence suggests that the Pfizer and Moderna vaccine also cause clots and relate to blood disorders. The U.S. regularly official, uh, regu uh, regulatory officials were alerted to the problem as far back as December 2020. The CDC ignored the defender no response after 39 days, according to the CDC website. The CDC follow-ups on any reports of deaths to request additional information and learn more about what occurred and determine whether the deaths were, were as resulted of the vaccine or underrelated. <laughs> on March 8th, the defender contacted uh, con um, uh, contacted the CDC with a written list of questions about reported deaths and injuries related to COVID vaccines. We requested information about how the CDC conducts investigations into reported deaths, the status of ongoing investigation reports in the media, if autopsies are being done, the standard for determining whether an injury is ca causally connected to a vaccine, and education initiatives to encourage and facilitate reports Accurate reporting. After many attempts to get a response from the CDC, 22 days after our initial outreach, a representative from the CDC Vaccine Task Force responded, saying the agency had never received our questions. <laughs> Even though the employees were talked to several times, said that their press offices were working through the questions we, we sent. We provided the questions again and sent a new deadline of April 7th. We've reached out multiple times since, but the report representatives has not answered our emails or returned our calls. On April 15th, we called the CDC's general media line again, and we're told, but we are, we're told they had our list of questions and were unsure why the representative told us she never received them. Huh. We were told the COVID response team would be informed and that we should follow up to a few days. It has been 39 days since we first reached out and have yet to receive answers to our question. Wow.
Johnson & Johnson paused over reports of blood clots. On April 15th, the defender reported that a healthy 43-year-old man in Mississippi suffered a stroke hours after being vaccinated with the Johnson & Johnson COVID vaccine. Bad Malagari, a father of seven, had received the vaccine in a little little after, uh, afternoon, a little after uh, afternoon, and was found unresponsive by co-workers at his desk. All right, this guy was forty-three years old. I'm fifty. All right, and he was a healthy forty-three year old. Okay, I'm going to admit it. I have high blood pressure. And I'm overweight, so <laughs> I don't like this. This is this is not good. Also, on April 15th, the Cincinnati Inquirer reported that the Ohio Department of Health is monitoring the investigation into what may have caused a 21-year-old University of Cincinnati student to die suddenly last Sunday at about 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 a day after he received the Johnson Johnson vaccine. Oh, 43 years old and a 21-year-old. Not good. Alicia Schultz, a spokesman for the state health department, said the agency is waiting for the complete completion of, uh, of Hamilton County Coroner's report. And if necessary, the the further guidance from the CDC. The two news stories have come just days after after federal health officials paused the Johnson Johnson vaccine. As the defender reported April 13, the CDC and U.S. Food and Drug Administration, FDA, called for a temporary but immediate halt to the use of the Johnson Johnson COVID vaccine while the agency investigates the vaccine's possible link to potential potentially dangerous blood clots. In a joint statement, the agency said the adversary uh, advisory committee on immunization practice, the ACIP was reviewing clinical data gathered on six women, one who died between the age of 18 and 48 years of age, and who developed a blood clot after receiving the single dose of the Johnson & Johnson vaccine. On April 14th, the ACIP held an emergency meeting to vote on whether to lift the pause on Johnson & Johnson vaccine or change recommendations for its use. As a defender reported, the ACIP postponed the vote for extending the pause, pending further analysis of data relating to blood clots. The ACIP said it would rec uh, reconvene for a vote in one week to 10 days. <laughs> the same day, Johnson Johnson revealed two more cases of blood clots, one that occurred in a 25-year-old man who suffered a cerebral uh, hemorrhage during a clinical trial and another case of a deep, uh, deep vein uh, thrombosis in a 59-year-old woman. Um, interesting. Uh, in, a, in its review of the Johnson Johnson submission for emergency use, the authorization in February, the FDA initially urged further surveillance of a slight numerical ambulance in blood clotting events after receiving a shot. At the time, it was concluded there was a insufficient data to determine a, cas a casual relationship with the vaccine and the drug makers resumed the trial. As a defender reported, April 12th, the rollout of Johnson Johnson COVID vaccine has not been smooth. At the beginning of the month, the vaccine maker had to throw out 15 million doses of its vaccine after they were contaminated with AstraZeneca vaccine ingredients at an unapproved manufacturing plant in Baltimore. The vaccine maker also had been plagued with shutdowns of its vaccines and prior to the vaccine being paused, multiple reports of a COVID Break, uh, breakthrough cases and criticisms 
over its CEO and 30 million pay package. While the company pays out millions for its role in the opioid epidemic. Wow. <clears throat> okay, so this this is a report here that ends. Wow. Uh, okay, the vaccine makes also had been plagued with shutdowns of its vaccine sites prior to the vaccine being paused. Multiple reports of COVID breakthrough cases and criticism over the CEO's 30 million pay package while the company pays out billions for its role in the opioid. Yeah, they've, uh, they're, they're involved with that. And this article continues. It's a long article. I had no idea. Wow. Okay. So we're going to continue it. CDC multiple states reported breakthrough of COVID cases among fully vaccinated cases of full vaccinated people getting COVID referred to as breakthrough cases continue to make news. I don't hear the news talking about it, calling it a really good scenario. The CDC yesterday reported uh, 5,800 cases of COVID in fully vaccinated people of the five, uh, five, 5,800 cases, 396 request hospitalization, and 74 people died, the CDC said. The CDC said it was keeping a close eye on, on the cases, but that the breakthrough cases are no longer expected. Tara Smith, a professor of epidemiology at the Kent State University College of Public Health in Ohio, told NMNM, NBC News. This is really a good scenario. Even with almost 6,000 breakthrough infections, most of these have been mildly uh, symptomatic or semi-optimistic. I have no idea what these mean. That's exactly what we're, we're hoping for. On April 12th, the Houston Health Department reported 142 breakthrough cases that occurred in fully vaccinated people since January, according to ABC 13 News. The vaccine recipients received either two doses of Moderna or, or Pfizer or one dose of Johnson Johnson. The report ruled out those who were said to have contracted the virus 45% before their second scheduled shot date. Huh. Houston's health department said there were 2.46% cases of, of, of every 10,000 fully vaccinated people, and it was unclear if those who tested positive contracted the original strand of COVID or never or, 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 or newer variants. Wow. Last month, a defender reported a breakthrough case in Washington, Florida, South Carolina, Texas, New York, California, Minnesota. April 6, the defender reported 246 breakthrough cases in Michigan, which included three people who died. Huh. Children's Health Defense asks anyone who has experienced an adverse reaction to, to any vaccine to file a report following these three steps. I'm not too sure. This is this doesn't this doesn't look good at all. It doesn't look good at all. I mean, it's just too much. What they call breakthrough. Some people got the virus even after they got their second shot. Some people got it between their first and second shot. It's ridiculous. And then the death, the blood clots. It doesn't sound right. This is ridiculous. It's just ridiculous. Um, I think. This is all government contracts, it's all about the money. It's all about the money. That's all they wanted. Uh, all right, let's move on to the next one. All right, so another article from LifeSite News. Scientists warn Pfizer, Moderna vaccines may cause blood clots. The Johnson & Johnson and AstraZeneca COVID vaccines are under the microscope for their potential to cause blood clots, but scientists warn Pfizer and Moderna vaccine post similar risks. Okay, this is my Megan Radshaw. Okay, LifeSite News, April 19th, 2021. Children's Health Defense. Defense. The U.S. and European health officials are scrutinizing the Johnson & Johnson 
an AstraZeneca COVID vaccine for possible, possibly causing blood clots and related blood disorders in vaccine recipients. But evidence is mounting that the, that the Pfizer and Moderna vaccine caused similar adverse reactions. And the U.S. regulatory officials were, were alerted to the facts as far back as December 2020. The Center for Disease Control and Prevention on Wednesday convened an emergency meeting of its ad advisory committee in immunization practices and determined whether to lift a ban on the Johnson & Johnson vaccine. The ban was put in place Tuesday after reports of blood clots. During the meeting, committee members hailed the Pfizer-Moderna mRNA vaccine as great alternatives to the Johnson & Johnson vaccine because there were no safety uh, signals, suggesting unlike the Johnson & Johnson and AstraZeneca uh, adenovirus-based vaccine, the mRNA vaccine, are not associated with blood clots. On Tuesday, Peter Marks, director of the Center for Biological Biologics Evaluation and Research in the U.S. Food and Drug Administration said on a call with reports there had been no reported cases of cerebral uh, venous sinus thrombosis, the th thrombobiotopnia, low blood uh, pl uh, platelets, I should have just said that, that can cause dangerous internal bleeding following Pfizer and Moderna vaccines. But Mark's statements con contradicts numerous news reports, recent study, study, studies, and even scientists' warning directed specific, uh, specifically to Mark's this year. It also contradicts data from the vaccine adv adverse event. Utilizing a search of uh, criteria, criteria, and that included reports of blood clots associated with blood coagulation in disorders yielded a total of 795 reports for all three vaccines from December 14th to 20, 2020 through April 1st, 2021. Over 795 cases reported there were 400 reports attributed to Pfizer, 337 reports with Moderna, 56 reports to Johnson Johnson, more than the eight cases under investigation, including the two additional cases added Wednesday. Study released today links up Pfizer and Moderna to blood clots. A study released today by Oxford University found the number of people who developed blood clots after COVID vaccines was about the same for Pfizer and Moderna. And AstraZeneca, Mark's watch reports, uh, is, not uh, is not approved for use in the EUs where their study originated. According to study... Okay, according to study, uh, hold on here. Okay, study released today links Pfizer Moderna to blood clots. A study released today by Oxford University found the number of people who developed the blood clots after COVID vaccine was about the same for Pfizer, Moderna, and AstraZeneca. Mark Market Watch reports that Johnson Johnson is not approved for use in the EU, where the study originated. According to study, four in one million people experienced uh, blood clotting during the two week following vaccination with the Pfizer and Moderna vaccines versus five in one million people for the AstraZeneca vaccine. Although researchers found significantly higher incidence of blood clots in people who were infected with COVID. In the, in the incidence of blood clots following vaccines was still much higher than the background incidence of 0.41, a strong signal that the vaccine poses this, this specific risk with people. These findings are, cons uh, are consistent with what we know about how vaccine-induced spike proteins can on their own cause call uh, cell signaling, sig signaling through the interaction with the ACE2 reports, said Lynn Redwood, 
president of Aramrata Children's Health Defense. When this happens, it can result in inflammation and hosts of other potentially pathological events in the, in the system. Lining of the blood vessels, which can then trigger pro-inflammatory uh, so-called capsules capable of activating collagenation systems and uh, and down-regulating anticoagulant pathways, resulting in clot formation. I have no idea what I just read. A study published February in the Journal of Hematology examined uh, cases following Pfizer and Moderna vaccines in the response to the death. A 56-year-old Florida physician, the first identified patient who died from a brain hemorrhage after receiving Pfizer's vaccine, researchers examined 20 cases of reports of patients with immune uh, problems following vaccination, including 17 without pre-existing uh Thermo, I have no, I can't pronounce these words. Using data from CDC, basically, uh, Department of Health and Human Services vaccine advisory events, reporting uh, systems published reports and communications with patients and treating uh, providers. After not analyzing data, research could not exclude the possibility that Pfizer and Moderna vaccines had the potential to trigger and recommend additional surveillance to determine the incidence of of the of the blood clotting a post vaccination while the main concern associated with the ITP is bleeding it may come as a surprise the ITP is also associated with 20% increased risk of blood clots redwood said pointing to a march article by dr robert Bird, director of hematology at Prince Alexandria Hospital in in Australia. Physicians weigh on how vaccines might lead to blood clots. Huh. Well, here's the thing. It's pretty much the same report. And I want to play something. I think this is uh, from Tucker Carlson. Because uh, I really pretty much read... Uh, everything before but i think this is important undig it got it that's their position no more questions shut up thankfully this is still a free country or at least tonight we're going to pretend it is we do have questions they're very simple is the vaccine safe is it effective and we're thankful to be able to ask an actual authority on the subject dr human nor chasm is a harvard trained immunologist this morning he sent a letter to the fda saying that it is essential for the agency to determine immediately if the patients affected by these blood clotting complications were recently or previously infected or had received the vaccine. He's been sounding the alarm over the danger of blood clotting, which he says can occur in people who already have antibodies in their system, both because they've been infected or because they've gotten the vaccine. It's pretty simple. He makes a strong case for it. We're happy to have him on tonight. Doctor, thanks so much for joining us. So. These two questions. Thanks, in order. thanks very much, Secretary. Are, now, there are three vaccines, but give us the overview. Are they safe? What do you make of the Johnson & Johnson vaccine? What do you think is going on here? Well, uh, Tucker, thanks again for having me here tonight. Um, you know, I think um, the uh, this this is actually a really good sign, frankly. You know, I think up until this moment, you know, these vaccines have been the epitome of of safety and efficacy, and here we are, you know, um, pulling the Johnson and Johnson vaccine off the market because of a safety concern. So, so clearly, you know, I think there's a there's a communications disaster at the FDA and the CDC where folks are not really putting safety and efficacy on the same part. And this is why confidence in the vaccine has eroded. So I, I actually think it's a really good sign that, that FDA is taking this, these complications seriously. I don't yes. think they're going to be isolated. And I frankly think that they are missing the similar thromboembolic complications in the case of Pfizer and Moderna vaccines. It's just I don't know why it is that this cluster has sort of affected J&J. Uh, there certainly other, uh, are other examples of thromboembolic events in Pfizer and Moderna that have uh, been entered into the VAR system. So. so we had a fascinating conversation on Fox Station you can look it up if you want, but in which you made the point, I thought very compellingly, these vaccines are great, you have high confidence in them, but they're not necessarily for everyone. If you have high levels of antibodies, both from previous infection, mostly from previous infection, maybe you shouldn't take them. Is the government taking That's that right. warning seriously now, do you think? 
Well, uh, you know, I, I haven't seen any evidence that they're taking it seriously, frankly. And, and you know, I think that, uh, again, I want to reiterate, um, as, as we have before, that the, the most unprecedented thing that we're doing in this vaccine campaign is that we're deploying it indiscriminately into folks who have been recently or previously infected. And I think that uh, we shouldn't underestimate what the effect of uh, an, a vaccine-driven immune response is on um, uh, the uh, tissues in individuals um, who have been previously infected, the, and literally the antigenic uh, footprint of the virus persists in the tissues of the previously infected. So it's not um, a far stretch to imagine that those tissues, such as uh, the inner lining of the blood vessel, would be targeted by the vaccine immune response. And you know, I have not yet seen any evidence, frankly, of, of uh, the uh, FDA or CDC taking this seriously. And in fact, this is actually a very easy thing, Tucker, to, to evaluate for. Um, you know, the, there is uh, the, the, the immune response of the naturally infected actually mounts a response against something called the nucleocapsid protein of the virus. And in fact, these six uh, uh, young women, unfortunately, who've had these severe adverse reactions, I would really challenge the FDA and CDC to, to inform the American people as to whether or not these individuals had anti-nucleocapsid antibodies in their blood. Because if they did, they were naturally infected. And that association is going to be very critical. You know, I think it's a, it's a major mistake to assume that you can put this vaccine into people who have been recently or currently infected um, and expect that you know, no complications will result. So we can, we can stick our head in the sand if, on this thing if we want to, but clearly here we are. One of the major manufacturers has, has now halted distribution of the vaccine. The question is, were these six people, people who were previously or recently infected? Uh, really quickly, I'm just so baffled by this because you're making, I think, a science-based sensible argument that we don't typically give vaccines to people who have already been infected with the illness the vaccine protects them from. We're doing it now. It would be very simple to test people for antibodies before they get vaccinated, but we're not doing that. Why? Well, I think, I think the, the, the problem, I think, is that, that uh, folks are concerned about slowing down the vaccination process, which, you know, may or may not be true, but, uh, but I think that every, the common sense, common sense and immunological science tells us that if we put a vaccine into individuals who have had a recent infection, we may actually create, a, 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 you know, adverse uh, reactions. And in fact, you know, this has actually been, sh uh, the data is being published in, uh, out of the UK, so. I, I thank you for your voiceness. I just want to say again. You are a strong advocate of vaccination, and of these vaccines, you're just saying they're not being deployed in a sensible way, which strikes me as a very solid argument. Dr. Hunan Chasman, appreciate your coming on. Thank you. My pleasure. Take care. So we just told you we had a really interesting conversation with a doctor a couple of weeks ago. It was on our other program, Tucker Carlson Today. You can watch it on foxnation.com. Here's part of what we talked So that's the problem. They're putting the vaccine in people who already had the virus and therefore causing these deaths. People who, in a sense, already have the antibody, the protein in them. Now I understand better, basically. So what they're doing is they're hitting them again with the virus plus killing them. It makes complete total sense. Really stupid. Well, okay, so... Uh, <laughs> This is, uh, now I think I understand it better. I understand it better. I'm going to put the article up. I bet Facebook will probably take it down. Uh, I'm going to try to put these articles also on my Facebook page, uh, The Informed Catholic. So if you want to check it out, please do do so. You're welcome to the articles. All right, just uh, you can sign up. If you want a uh, friend request, just do it, and I'll uh, accept you on my page, and you can... Uh, get the articles, but let's see if Facebook tries to take it down. All right. God bless and be well.